morning, class. It's the Teaching Today pod class with your hosts, Jeremiah. And Kristen. And we're here today and Friday, Friday. Everybody thinking about Friday. Wasn't that a song? It was. It was that little girl, Rebecca Black, I think her name was. And she ended up making like a lot of money off of it. And geez, Louise. What am I doing wrong, Jeremiah? I tell you, these girls can have one, one big hit that's relevant for like a day and then they're set for life. I know. <laughs> It's pretty awful. I uh, I sing that song sometimes on Friday, and my kids will look at me like, uh, "Do they not understand the?" Reference? No, they no they, oh, they know. Do. They, they just know the uh, they don't want to hear it. <laughs> so they're like, "What about the Gucci Gang? Where are they at?" Gucci like, Gang, Gucci. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was actually I was coming up with new parodies of songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to hear one. Yes, baby, I can't take much longer. Da-da-da. Anyways, the the whole chorus is, "I want." Teachable healing. Teachable. <laughs> I don't know. That's, oh, yeah. That's what I've been working on all week. I like it. I, Dude, that's, that's good. You could probably make a CD. At, well, are CDs relevant? CDs. MP3s. Podcast. MP3s. Yeah, podcast. You can make a podcast. You can make a podcast with songs. Just parody, a, par- yeah. a music teaching parody um, mm-hmm. podcast. Teaching music parody podcast. Hey, listen, on the way over here, when I stopped to get my Dutch, I actually had one of the ladies that was taking the order. She wrote down the name of my... Well, of our podcast. And she's like, I have next door neighbors that are teachers. She's like, I'm going to share this too. She's so sweet. Yeah, she made me write on a bunch of like cards and stuff. I didn't have the business Why cards. Why don't you have any business cards? I know. They I were, still got like 300 business they cards. They were in my, my middle console and I was like trying to get over here because I was already late because I'm late for everything in my life. So Late for everything, <laughs> everything. in her life. Like, is that, I'd be okay if I was late to die. So that'd be <laughs> so I'm, that's what I'm going for. So um. So yeah, it's it's been a hectic week. We're, we're in this the slog of of after the the aftermath yes. of Christmas or yes. holiday break winter break excuse mm-hmm. me um, although I did find out so next week uh, so we're recording this on the seventh yes uh, but next week uh, it's a full week and then we have um, President's Day on the seventeenth oh we have a day off yeah and then mm-hmm. the end of the quarter is March sixth. So you guys get time off in high school? No, or? but I'm just saying the end of the quarter is March sixth. So mm-hmm. then you're 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 three quarters done. Yes. And then March 9th, there's a day off. For what? It's just one of the con- the first contingency days since we didn't have a snow day. Oh, knock yeah. Knock on wood. I know. Jeez, the way the weather's looking on Monday, though. Yikes. Yeah. Looks miserable. So, yeah. But then after that, it's 20-some days till spring break and then 27 days till the end of school. Okay, so it's coming really fast. That's how I feel. Yeah. Like, it's coming fast because I was, like, really having a hard time. Oh, it's been a rough year. You know my struggles. But I'm like, man, it just seems like now that we got over like the break and I mean, I know January took forever and it felt like I saw those like funny memes about January being the longest year ever. Yeah, right. Yeah, it really did feel that way. But now it's like there's only 20, well, 29 days in February because of our leap year. Is it leap year? It is leap year. You doing anything on leap year? No. No, not going to have a celebration. What would happen if you were born on leap year? I mean, you just not. I mean, you, you would, pick a day. Man, that's what they do. It's so hard to pick, though. Uh, or be, you can, you know, per, be perpetually, you know, four I years behind. I would totally do that and be like, "Sorry, I'm oh, only so 16. You're, you're twelve years old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh boy. boy. But other than that, how's school been going for you? Um, fine. Yeah. Fine. Not bad. Been busy. He's doing. What are you guys learning about right now? What did we learn? We learned about my world history class, learning about World War One. Ooh, that's interesting. I think, and actually, it's kind of funny because I'm watching um, in my U.S. histories. We're talking about the New Deal, so they're on like World War Two almost. Right. Uh, but I'm watching. I'm watching Rosie post stuff, and yeah. she's on the New Deal too. So I'm like, ah, yeah. So we're, like, kinda, hey, we're kind we're, of nationally, yeah, <laughs> uh, kind of nationally uh, on track there. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. So it's kind of interesting. Um, that's cool. So if you'd listen to last episode, we talked a little bit about, uh, we talked to Rosie, the history teacher mm-hmm. from Michigan, and uh, we kind of had talked a little bit about funding, uh, funding compared to Nevada, compared to Michigan, mm-hmm. and we didn't have the numbers. But today, that's our kind of our main topic, uh, talking about money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. I, yeah, I got new toys. I love it. I, and when I said, I meant to push this one. When we talk about money, oh, yeah, 
yeah, there's fancy. a cash register. Yeah, I got sounds. <laughs> I got sound effects, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found this article. It's from the uh, Educational Law Center. It's called Making the Grade 2019. How fair is school funding in your state? Oh. Uh, and some interesting stuff. The national average, if you don't know, and this is the average. It says cost adjusted per pupil funding per uh, by state relative to the national average. Right. So this is not what every district in the state gets. This is not necessarily what every student in the state gets, but right. average together for the state. Okay. So in uh, coming in in first place, anyone take a guess? You know what? I am going to take a guess because I feel like I know this. Is it Wyoming? It is not Wyoming. No. Wyoming's actually pretty high up oh, there. Oh, I was say, my friend Shaylee, she's Wy- from Wyoming. Wyoming's she five. like says about how. Okay. Um, Would you like to take a second guess? New York? New York is number two. Ooh, I'm getting closer. Um, God. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it is Vermont. 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 Really? Vermont, the average per pupil funding yeah. is $27,588. I'm sorry, what did you just say? $27,588. That's how much per pupil funding? The average well, per, across yeah. the state. But my God. But like, then that's I, crazy. You know, I was thinking about it, though, how many students are actually in Vermont? Because we, we talk about this in, in right, Nevada. Of course. But you we know, have like the fifth largest school district. But no. But again, you got to you got to consider in Washoe or White Pines. Why do they get funded so much higher yeah, than like us? Because they have no kids, but they mm-hmm. still have they still have all the costs of, you know, having 10, 20, 30 but teachers. See, that's why I never understood is why. Why is it like that and not like a weighted? You know what I mean? Like if there's less people up there, why are we not distributing it? So just because we have a bazillion people in the great, you know, county of Clark Mm -hmm. and, you know, the outlying regions, why is it that we totally take it? Like to the, you know, the, the minimum, I should say. Like we, everybody else, you know, what, what, so do we know, like compared to like what, like let's say Washoe? What do they get? We person? have uh, th- there is uh, data on that, and I just mm-hmm. I did not pull this up because I wasn't sure how how far into the weeds we were going to get right, on it. Right. But um, it is I know like I know one district, I think it's White Pine. Yeah, get some crazy like thirty. Yeah, and they're because only they have like twenty people in their place. Yeah. <laughs> it's like very very small. Which again, mm. I don't know. So uh, national wow. average fourteen thousand. $46. That's the national average. Wow. Um, and then Nevada coming in at eight nine six nineteen, Which is still, nine, yeah. $9,619 if you can't follow my stroke <laughs> logic. Um, oh, my gosh. But we actually don't rank dead last. Do so you want to guess what state comes in dead last Ooh. in poor people funding average? Really? That's interesting. How about New Mexico? Uh, New Mexico is... I gotta see where it is. Uh, it's actually got it's rated a D. Oh. It's slightly below the national average. It's uh, funded two thousand three hundred twenty eight dollars less than the national average, so mm. about eleven thousand. So no, it is not New Mexico. I'm shocked. Uh, maybe is it Arizona? It is Arizona. I was gonna say because I always hear I have a friend that teaches in Arizona, and she's like, I hate it here. <laughs> Arizona eight thousand five hundred sixty nine dollars. And that again, being average, who knows? Like in some of the district. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Um. Oh, so this geez. this um this article. Article or this uh, study, I guess, yes. is what it is. Uh, says uh, why does school why does fair school funding matter? Last few years, few years have witnessed a growing public awareness that in many states, yeah, high poverty districts, public schools are severely and chronically underfunded. In other words, public school funding is unfair to students, especially students at risk from family and community mm-hmm. poverty. Yeah, consider the following: public school education has not recovered from the sharp and deep cuts enacted yes. during the Great Recession right, over a decade ago. Nearly half of all states have yet to return to pre-2008 inflation-adjusted funding levels. And we've talked about that before on the show. Yes. How, you know, when, especially when we're going through with the um, legislative cycle this year, how we've cut, we cut a billion dollars and now we added back, what, 600 million? Right, right. And they like, you know, and I want to pause to that, but it's like, hey man, we still haven't even reached like where we were once. 2008, yes. yeah, pre, pre-Great Recession. Oh, uh, widespread teacher protests and strikes have elevated the issue of school funding reform as mm-hmm. policy and budget priorities in numerous states. Uh, frustration with elected officials, gee, uh, oh, refusal to revamp funding formulas, uh, the Nevada plan, mm-hmm. uh, and increased 
uh, increased state investment in their public school systems has triggered lawsuits in at least 10 states challenging chronic underfunding, glaring resources deficits, and low student outcomes. So Nevada, just because that's where we are, right. um, we're looking at making the grade. Um, so this study looked at three different things. It looks at the funding level. Uh, it looks at the funding distribution and then the funding effort. Mm-hmm. Um, so the funding distribution basically just means uh, did it how, how is money spread out across there? Uh, funding effort. This is the big one, I think. Uh, funding effort is measured as total state and local revenue mm-hmm. uh, divided by a state's gross domestic product. Uh, so based yeah. on your state's wealth, right. how much money should you be contributing versus uh, how much they actually are, right? right? So Nevada, we are getting an F in funding <laughs> levels, an F in funding distribution, oh. and an F in funding effort. Oh, boy. Uh, now, what's interesting, we said Vermont. Uh, Vermont gets uh, A, a C, and an A. So the funding distribution may be not so equitable, uh, or it's more equitable than our state. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think maybe we were just trying to match funding for F, and that's why they have the F on there. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Going back to the phonics of kindergarten, but my God, you know, and that's so sad because, again, our state is such lucrative, different industries that it's, why? Why is that? And, I mean, you know, as of recently, too, I mean, within the news that just came up and spiked where they um, were talking about, you know, our CCEA has made, um, well, I guess petitioned about raising the gaming tax, and they immediately, you know, turned around and said no, and they filed, you know, something yeah, I said that. I said yeah. That. I put that on Facebook the other day when yes. I saw the first uh, the first uh, salvo fired. I said, oh, so it begins. Oh, my gosh. Nevada, yes. Nevada Resort Association. Huzzah. Um, so a growing body of multi-state national research has shown that boosting school funding produces st- statistically significant benefits for students, including higher test scores and high school graduation rates. Mm-hmm. Um, and this study looked at it relative to other states. So... Um, it's not uh, it's not a measure whether the state meets any particular threshold of funding mm-hmm. uh, based on the actual cost of education resources to achieve state or national academic standards. So that goes to my question for Vermont: does it does it take that many dollars to educate? You know, based on we have three hundred thousand students in Clark County. Yeah, how many does Vermont have across the state? Three hundred thousand. Right. You know, it yeah. might not be. Might not be equitable. Imagine Vermont. I've been there many times because I grew up in New York and there's a lot of maple syrup <laughs> and it's just a lot of green forests. Just, I mean, it's very beautiful up there, but it's like, I don't know. I, I don't foresee their school districts being quite, yeah, you know. quite as big as ours. So, um, shows, um, even after adjusting for regional. So the other thing is, is that there's a lot of regional, um, uh, issue or not issues, but, um, if you look at this map, and I, I'll, we'll put a link to this study if you're interested in looking at it. Um, all of these states that are getting Fs, let's see, uh, Arizona, Utah, Idaho, Nevada, wow. uh, Texas, they're all in the south, the south, well, most of them are in the south. Obviously, yeah. there's some others, Florida, Alabama, but they are kind of, well, I guess you could look at it. It's all concentrated to the south, really, yeah. too, um, versus Vermont, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Uh, New Hampshire, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Delaware. And they're, all, they're all high. Yeah, yeah, they're all in the yep. A category. I know, there. man. Our schools were intense. I know, like, I think I've said this before. Our school, the one that I went to, Lewport, our district was actually, like, rated as a number one achieving nationally or whatever. Like, that. I remember we had a big banner in the PE, like, gym. It was crazy. But speaking of Florida, did you see that they, I saw something that they said they did away with Common Core amongst their, 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 pushing away from it there was a big there was a big uh thing about it today i, I was like that's that. kind of smart actually it's funny nevada said we did too but now we have the end backs but it's the same thing it's the same thing if you look at the verbiage it's the same so but um <clears throat> so i looked up the nevada school district per pupil and you were talking about white pines mm-hmm. uh so the biggest thing is esmeralda and eureka Esmeralda, how many people do you think live in there? I have no idea. No, I've no. never been there. I've never been it's a mining community. Yeah. Is it? Okay. So they get like a 20, it says about 21,990. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, so for Eureka, never been through that county either. Not really sure. But 14,487. That's like wild. And mm-hmm. that's just the. What does, what does White, I thought White Pines was high too. White Pines, actually they're, 
they're actually they're right around us to be honest. Nope, we're way way low. Sorry, my bad. Uh, White Pines is about eight thousand three twenty seven or three twenty four. So and this is ni- 2019, 2020 per oh, wow. pupil. Yeah, and then Clark County five thousand six eighty three. Yeah. So when we give that nine thousand number, it is an average across the state. Yeah. Um, you know, and we're not knocking knocking Northern Nevada, or no. and again, we understand. But we're what we're what we're saying is that the underfunding is chronic across the entire state and mm-hmm. across apparently the American Southwest. Yes, <laughs> very much so. Um, so right here, uh, there's a they give a story about a teacher in Phoenix, Arizona. 2018, her salary was thirty five thousand dollars. Like ninety four percent of public school teachers nationwide, funding for her school was so tight she had to dip into her own savings to pay for classroom supplies, and she is not alone. Mm-hmm. 2018-19, chronic and severe underfunding of education led educators in Arizona, at least eight other states, to publicly protest yeah. uh, the lack of funding, resources, and low wages in their schools. Um, interesting thing for folks here in Clark County, and I saw this uh, on Facebook, um, we get that supply card, the $180, oh, yeah. $160, yep. mm-hmm. I forget how much it was. Yeah. Um, but we have the uh, teacher exchange, mm-hmm. if you've never used that, and apparently you can almost quadruple the value of your hundred because you can use that you can use that card oh wow to buy points for the teacher exchange and then it, no kidding yeah you, i didn't know that. can, That's and really i think you resource. get four thousand you can get four about four thousand points hmm. uh for the amount that we are given on those gift cards or not gift cards but you you know right so school supply cards so for the people that are new to our district or like just new to education in general or just haven't used it what what is at the teachers exchange? So the uh, public education foundation. Right. It's uh, it's a it's a I think it's privately. Well, it's privately privately and publicly supported. Right. It's one over on Maryland Parkway, right? Yeah, right across, right across from UNLV. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And they they do the running of like the scholarship readings and stuff too. But um, they have something called the teacher exchange, and mm-hmm. you sign up for a membership. Um, I think it's I think it's twenty dollars to sign up. Right. But you get. 250 points and the points are used to get things like pencils and pins and binders lots lots of crazy stuff like it it all comes from conventions like when the conventions leave and they have a bunch of extra and they don't want to bring it with them yeah and they give it they donate it and then you can get you know you get pins from AVN. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know what? That's kind of cool, though. I'm like, no, I'm they, not, not, they they said too. I think um, a couple of my Kinder buddies back when I first started, they had found like uh, dice were over there, like cards, packs of cards, like different things like that. And so that's definitely super good, especially for my elementary friends out there. Oh my god, you can do so much math with cards and dice. Just mm. change the clip art and they'll lose their minds. Hmm. Yeah. So. Well, that is uh, making the grade 2019. Uh, and we will put a link on that again for it's from the Educational Law Center. But uh, it was just kind of interesting. And with, oh, I guess to answer the question that originally sparked me to think of this, what did Michigan come in at? Oh, yeah, for Rosie. Michigan comes in just below the national average, $13,132. Wow. So just uh, about nine hundred dollars off of the national average. They are scoring a a D for mm. distribution grade and a C for effort grade. So again, the effort's based on how much money is the state putting towards education right. versus its state wealth. How much money does the state generate versus how much they're allocating towards education? Right. Well, but then that brings us to the next question is, again, how is this so publicized on just, oh, my God, almost a daily basis where, I mean, we're talking multiple, multiple unions have gone out and have protested, have went on strike because of the, you know, all the requirements that we are, you know, required to do as a teacher and the lack of resources that we have. And so you would think. I mean, here again, you would think as like a person speaking in logical sense, why, why are we not more folk? Why are we not focalized on this? I mean, look at these all these other places. I mean, that are just starting to like run the gamut of like developing superstar kids. I'm telling you, like the one guy that we have in our union, Austin. I think his name is. I'm not sure. I went through actual ARL with him. Eight oh years ago. yeah, you're talking about him yeah, from, and from Korea. Or yes. Okay. And he was like telling us about how it is in Korea and how many hours that they are required to go to school and this and that. And I guess in like kindergarten and stuff, they don't even actually, it's more like a learning how to be a person. 
So, like, understanding how to be, like, a kind and caring, like, I, and it's just, like, they don't really get into academics until it's, like, a couple, like, years in or something. But social, I'm going to tell you. Social, emotional. Yes. Education. Jeremiah, I'm telling you, our, our kinder, like, whole class. Of, I mean, that's all I really remember from when I was in school. Right. For, for same elementary thing. school. Right. We ju- like, I just well, had this I conversation. Kinder, kindergarten. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, even, like, I was in kindergarten in 1990, and I can remember one of the biggest things that sticks out in my head is practicing to be in the play i was i was the cow and the gingerbread man and that was like so much fun we rehearsed it rehearsed it but even like after we did that big show i guess you want to call it the show like i can just remember being in like dramatic play area and going out to the wooden playground to get splinters in my hands and i bet a kid's year in elementary holy moly you're like Evander holyfield or tyson Tyson, yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's awesome that's one thing i remember (laughs) Um, but yeah, like that's just really concerning. Why are we not? Why are we not fostering that? Like, there's so many. It's like it's almost like it gets oppressed and it gets put on the back burner. Yeah. We could have a whole. We could have multiple episodes about that. But why? Where is the? Where's the fun? <laughs> where's the money, man? <laughs> like yeah. for real. But um, going so the other part of that, the funding effort that I just want to touch on real quick. Um, again, the percentage of state wealth going to education mm-hmm. so national average is just under four percent right 3.79 uh, Nevada comes in at three percent even hmm. uh, Vermont puts in seven percent of its state's wealth towards education I mean that's a big number New Jersey puts in 5.3 uh, Wyoming 4.7. Main four point seven. So I mean, they're not huge, but but. But when you're dealing with billions of dollars yes, like that, that's a big yes. number. Yeah. I mean, so it's not a huge percentage overall mm-hmm. of the state's budget, but when you're looking at three percent, Arizona. Would you like to guess it? Arizona's God, one point nine. I'm gonna th- say two point five. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, two point five. Uh, but yeah, that's crazy, crazy, crazy. Looking at that. Wow. But yeah, no, we'll put the uh, link to this uh, article or this. Yeah, study. It is a, it's a good read. It uh, is. It's not, it's not, and it's not like super no, no, long no. policy wonk stuff no, either. No, but which, it's interesting to see that to compare to see where mm. we fall, and it's like then you got to wonder like once you start putting things together, is is this why sometimes we achieve? Like, I mean, we achieve in other spots, and it's yeah. not, you know, like you and I were talking about that. Everybody always thinks, oh, Nevada's last in the nation of education, but it's not necessarily that. It's just there's a bunch of factors that we also we thrive in so so we're just saying uh show me the money it's <laughs> really man i know yeah, right? I, i'm gonna play with all these sounds. i love that that's great i like the new toy yeah you like this how about this how about this thank you thank you thank you very much <laughs> that's good you're telling some jokes and then you oh. can have an applause oh god that's me on the way over every yeah time. that's every every time i'm sitting here looking out the door like <laughs> oh, a little god, puppy i'm sorry I'm where terrible. where's Kristen? i know Truly, yes. You know what's so funny? My custodian, my night custodian, Crystal, she's like, Kristen, she's like, you are worse than me. I'm like, dude, I have to get the PSI done. <laughs> did, did you hear that? Yeah, it was the brumch. Yeah, the brumch shot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, I'm done. I'm done with the sound effects. Eric, our, Eric, our sound guy is going to be like, what the hell is your I know, problem? Right? Like, listen, it's brand new. I have to play with I, it. I have to. I have to touch all the buttons. That's right. That's what we do in kindergarten too. We have to touch everything before we actually get serious about things. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, show me the money. There was something else we we're going to talk about. Like, I mean, I got the other article we're going to talk about here, but I feel like I was going to say something before we moved on. Um. So I don't show know. us the money. I know, right? Show us the money. Got to, yeah. Give us the money. <laughs> Uh, oh no! I think that was, what was so. In uh, as I kind of talked about a little bit, the um, the there's studies that show. And it, it, oh, that, yeah. So it's all a train of thought. It's all coming back <laughs> to the station. Yeah. Um, studies show that you know increased funding uh, goes towards better performance. Right. Uh, but we'll 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 so often see. Well, you're already wasting so much money and blah blah blah. Oh yeah, blah, that's blah. a common yeah. So hey, you know, just just be aware. There's there's proof in the pudding. Right. The jello pudding. Well, that's something that you always see too. Like it's funny because when people when we when we were in the heat of the moment of that like legislative session where they were talking about trying to get the funding mm-hmm. and getting the extra money, it was so funny cuz you could see the people who like understood it and were like, "Yeah, you know what? We really need to fund these schools. My my kids going to be, you know, in whatever fifth grade, da da da. We really want to focus on this." And then you see other people who have don't have a 
what do they call it? We don't have a horse in this race, or what is that saying? But they're like, why would you give money to a bleeding entity? And it's like, I understand what you're saying about our district, and like, there were, we would like to have a little bit more transparency. Sure. But we're hurt. like, dude, the numbers don't lie, man. Like, it's just, just like Shakira's hips don't lie. Oh, God. I know. That was like, did you watch that uh, performance? That was the only part of the Super Bowl. Dang. I really she is amazing. Her, it was her birthday that day. Oh, really? I, yeah. I love, I'm a huge Shakira fan. I love her. Like, she's such a little pint, too. She's so small. <laughs> and then JLo, who's 50. Is mm-hmm. that what I, is that right? Mm-hmm. I, ho- I hope to one day when I'm 50 look like that. And get all those people like, ah, it's so inappropriate. Inappropriate. I'm like, they got smoking bodies. Like, who cares? But they didn't care when Adam Levine was on last year well, in his little tattooed, skinny, scrawny body. My favorite was, <laughs> um, oh, you you ruined the family show for me. I was like, wait a second. Family show. Yeah, fam- family programming. I was <laughs> like, you see, you see large, monstrous men charging, <laughs> bashing into each other. That's family programming. Right. Where they're sometimes bleeding or actually have to get carried out on a stretcher. That That's is family, family programming. programming. Yeah. <laughs> Disney Plus, this is your next uh, right. your next thing. You got to pick oh up my gosh. football. Oh, and sometimes when they accidentally, they don't put the sound away and you hear them like, mother beep beep, but there's no beeps. <laughs> it's actually a whole thing. And they're like, oh boy, we must the sound guy didn't get that there. <laughs> yeah, that's always the best. <laughs> Oh, I could put it. I could put a sensor thing <gasps> in here. We could yes. start cussing, and oh, we could just cover it up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we invite any uh, Nevada policymakers. Uh, come on the show. We we, we can do call-in radio interviews yes. now. We can come in in person. We love to have you. Heck, you out of state and you're a policymaker. You're a national policymaker. Yes. Talk to us, please, because we would like to pick your brain as to far as what you think. I mean, this is. Man, there's so much. Who would have thought in education? When I was working, I, yeah. I, you know, I've, we've been doing this for going on six months. Wow. And I I was starting to, like, I circled the drain of things. What do I want to talk about? I was like, I feel like we've talked about so much. And, and we, even though we haven't, but I feel, right, like, right. I feel like we kind of like, okay, well, what are we going to talk about this time? And I, I was looking around, and I started looking up educational news. And I'm yeah. like, oh, there's so much stuff. This is such a big vast well we can draw from yes uh and so i was kind of excited i kind of renewed my vigor good. as i was looking for stuff to do. i love it good there is and there's always good stuff too so there's always a lot of good stuff and there's some crazy stuff but um what do you got there then Jeremiah? so well before uh kind of do a little bit yeah i know that's how i feel it's friday um before we go into the next a little segment here i wanted to say uh still advice show yeah. Uh, still want it. So, I mean, that was kind of what I did get some feedback, some feedback about the Rosie, the Rosie, the history teacher mm-hmm. uh, and the talk about school funding or funding uh, formulas and stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's kind of why I pulled that up just to talk about that. But uh, we are an advice show and we want to hear from you. Um, what kind of questions do you have? We've been doing polls mm-hmm. on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, once a week on Sundays, um, we post those out. So make sure you respond to those. Um, what was the what was the ones we've done uh, lately? Super Bowl, Super Bowl. It was the Chiefs won even before. The I Chiefs know that's won. so funny. Yeah, there was, like I was a, watching that. Yeah, there was. And it was like eighty. Well, it was like eighty twenty, wasn't it, or something like that? Or something? no? I mean, that that's what's funny. However, is the other question. So the other question I had asked was. Would you rather, and this was secondary base because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you guys wouldn't really have it, but right. um, would you rather have one prep, meaning you have one class, I teach I teach world history and U.S., so I have two preps. Oh, okay. So that's what, when we say prep. Um, so would you rather have one prep but have 40 students in each class? Oh, dang. So meaning, you know, 200 plus, wow. 240 plus kids. Uh, or would you rather have six preps? Mm-hmm. Meaning teach six different classes. Ooh. So six different lesson plans, six different assignments and right. all that. But only have 10 students each. Dude, I would totally take that one. I don't Oh, Maybe I should have looked at this before. You, you know what's crazy about that? Because it's so weird. When you say prep, I thought, I'm like, well, I would take the prep with as six because my prep in elementary means that's your break time. Yeah, so like, no, yeah. Well, th- that you, you do have a prep prep period well how many then do you get if you have two so you teach okay so the history and so like, a normal a normal school uh-huh. uh non-block schedule would be six six periods a day six classes a day okay right and then do you have like 
When is your time to like well, break? Well, you so you would have six prep or six periods a day, uh-huh. and then one of those periods you'd have off. Oh, okay, right? okay, yeah. So that makes fi- sense. a fifty-minute block. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, however, I teach on block schedule, mm-hmm. so I only have four classes a day. Mm-hmm. So I get I get a prep on A day and a prep on B day. So my. Oh, so you don't. Wait, you don't get one every day? Oh no, you do. No, I do. Okay, I yeah, just yeah, yeah. Okay, some people don't because they'll sell they'll sell for extra money. Dude, I used to do that at Hewittson. It was my favorite thing. It gave me like an extra like almost six thousand dollars a year. I well, I just did my taxes and I made uh, even with my raises, I made like three thousand dollars less though. What? Yeah, because I didn't sell my preps this year. Oh, what do they? What do you sell them for? And high just, school? Just picking it up an extra class. Oh, so instead of teaching five classes, I would teach six classes. Oh, dang. That's crazy. Oh, and they need that probably because people are, you know what? That's why people were so fired. See, it's so crazy coming from an elementary world because it's, we don't have that, right? Because it's all like specific grade level stuff where mm-hmm. we just have the same class the mm-hmm. whole time. And I couldn't well, understand like people were like, oh, I didn't get my prep pay when the district messed all of it up the other day. You know, on that pay period that was so, like, nuts that they, they knew human capital management thing. Which is funny because, again, on February 7th when we're recording this, at least uh, as of 5 o'clock when I last looked, yeah. they still hadn't released the pay stubs when we used to be able to see your pay stub. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even though I know I know one of my coworkers, he's already got because his bank deposits the money, like, D- way early. What? I'll get mine what probably by I'll the time. I'll get mine till tomorrow. No, I get mine tonight by the time we get Dang. Um. <laughs> anyway, so uh, last week uh, or this week, Super Bowl 60 40, mm-hmm. uh, 60 40 to the Chiefs. Uh, wow. They voted two, 230 of you voted. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, here's the other one. Um, so six preps, but uh, 10 students each, or one prep with 40 students wow. in each class. Which and one won? That, that came out 66 uh, 34, and that was six preps, but have 10 students. So you'd have a total of 60 students. But I, that, yeah. that's, that's I don't a good know. gig, man. I don't, I don't remember know. which one I vote. Oh no, I voted for. I'd rather have one one curriculum because I I'd rather be much better at what I'm yeah, teaching. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I can see that. You know, because I feel like when I start when I start a day with my world history, by the time I'm done with it, <laughs> uh, my 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 last class of world history gets a much better lesson <laughs> than my first class. So I'd rather that's have that. Funny. Um, and funny. then we had one other question we hadn't talked about yet. Oh, uh, we had talked or had asked, uh, would you rather be able to say exactly what you want to say <laughs> in parent conferences without repercussion? Without, well, I didn't, I didn't say that. <laughs> or would you, would you rather never have to have a conversation with parents? Oh God. Well, geez, I'll be honest. I have conversation with parents pretty much every Every day of the week, I feel, but I am, um, I'm pretty honest too. And it's, I don't really sugarcoat things and I will let them know. I mean, we have a counselor at my school that I've heard say some like almost audacious things. Like I'm like, wow. Ooh. And I said, if I said that, I'd probably not be. Yeah. You're like, a, you're allowed to say it cause you're the counselor. Yeah. Jeez oh, um, Louise. But 82% said that they would rather be able to say exactly. Mm. Uh, I think I said exactly what you're thinking without. Oh, during parent-teacher conferences. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're thinking uh, little Johnny's a turd, yeah. Yeah. You, you're going to say that. Holy moly. So, yeah. uh, well, if it was without repercussion. I didn't say without repercussion. I know, but I think if it you're was. still going to have to deal with the repercussions. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden I got the principal in my room saying, what the heck did you do? Yeah. You've, you've angered all 20 of your kids' parents. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, will be doing those on Monday. Or not Monday, Sundays. Sundays. Mm -hmm. Uh, So be on the lookout. I think this week, uh, this week's coming up here. And again, by the time you get this, it's not going to (laughs) matter. We're we're trying to alternate it either like secondary, Mm -hmm. primary, or or we'll try and do it all together, whatever we can think of for the week. So just be on the lookout for those. Make sure you uh, like us on Facebook so you get them. Uh, It's teaching a podcast on Facebook. Uh, send us questions again. That's where we, we went off on this whole chance. Send us <laughs> questions about your teaching practice, about your classroom, whatever you want. What do you want to talk about? Uh, teaching a podcast at gmail.com. So that's my schlep, my, my <laughs> spiel about uh, self shameless self promotion. There's that's a lot right. of S's in this. I sentence. like this. Very S y. Um, shameless self promotion for this week. But that's good. I mean, I just feel like the more we grow our family, the better. It's just. 
I'm just, you know what it we're is, too? We're 337 I know, I'm follows. Pretty, I'm pretty excited about and that. And we're going to, so we gave away the, the Cinemark tickets. We're going to give away a $25 gift card when we get to 400 That's so great. So you want share, those, share, share, share our everybody. page. And then we'll put, up, we'll put out, um, we'll put out the, um, the heck's it called? The giveaway details once, oh, yeah. once we cross that threshold. So yeah. I already have the gift card sitting in there. If you don't do it soon, I might end up spending it <laughs> myself. That's funny. But But I'm like, yeah, but I'm dying to know. Like, it's so crazy because I was actually looking on Instagram this morning when I was sitting at my couch Mm. at five something in the morning sipping coffee. And I'm like, you know, I started looking around like these different like elementary influencers, I like to call them. And I'm like, man, people have such good ideas. And the one is actually from out here. Her name's um, God, Abigail Peterson. She's she's a kindergarten teacher. uh, I think I like somewhere on the west side, but Mm. like in northwest kind of deal but man some of the stuff that she has i'm i'm like dying to know abigail get in touch with us yes we, we need to learn how to we need to learn how to yeah grow. she's got some good <laughs> stuff and she does like she she does uh she was a presenter at the i teach k conference at the venetian like that's a big deal mm-hmm. i'm like we have some great people out here in vegas that are teaching in our district and they need to share some ideas with us because you don't know is their idea like might actually like Make someone's light bulb go off. I don't know. Bing. Exactly. Wait. Yeah, where's the bing? No, that was, oh, that was oh, close. Well. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, all right. So the second topic we wanted to kind of talk about, and this kind of goes into um, uh, the first topic. The funding. Um, mm-hmm. Funding. Because 92%, 92% of education funding is provided by? Your local radio station. No. Wait. No, do you know? 92 wait in ours alone are you talking in, about in every place Texas what time to Texas Sa- local sales tax LSST well yes state tax. state taxes yeah. state uh, state funding is what I was going for oh, okay. state funding <laughs> there state, we go. Funding. state funding um, like and state then farm. the additional 8% comes from federal government aimed at title one like the homeless right homeless low income and uh students with disabilities so um i found an article today more students are homeless than ever before wow and um i've i think i've talked about this before like you don't when i was in school i never thought about that kind of stuff i mean i had i didn't have the hardest upbringing especially now that i'm a teacher right and i know and you know what's out there what's out there um, you know, but I, I was in a low income family, single parent. We lived in Section Eight housing. Mm-hmm. You know, food stamps, all the all the works, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we were never homeless, right? Uh, well, I was never homeless while I was in school. Okay. Let me let me rephrase that. Oh wow! Okay. Um, my family, my mother uh, and my younger brother, uh, were technically homeless. Oh my gosh! When I was in my early twenties. Uh, they lived with a friend and mm-hmm. I was living there too. So it was my mother, myself, 20 mm-hmm. years old and my like 12, 13 year old brother in a one bedroom or one bedroom of an apartment. Wow. So a two bedroom, one bath apartment. So three adults. And then where was this at out here in Vegas? No, this is out here in Vegas. And uh, anyway, so I was talking, I was telling my kids, my students about it the other day because we were talking about the Great Depression, like I said, right. and Hoovervilles and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, you know, I was sleeping on one of the crib mattresses. Oh, wow. And my little brother would either be, you know, crushed in between my mom or crushed in between me on the floor. (laughs) It explains a lot about him, actually. Um, but anyways, so while the number of homeless students increased, the number of those staying in emergency shelters or transitional housing declined, which we kind of thought about, interestingly enough, this new ordinance that went into effect out here. Um, It's a misdemeanor if you get caught on the streets at night sleeping. Which is weird Mm -hmm. when it was because I guess the wording is if there are shelter beds available. And how do you know? I mean, they said they have an app available that you can look. But I mean, it's like as every person that's homeless going to have an ability to tap into their iPhone to look. I I mean, I know some do, but... (laughs) I mean, well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know well enough about, and this was some of my coworkers talking about the Obama phones the other day. Oh, yeah. And oh, uh, yeah. they were not pro. Oh. <laughs> they were not pro on the Obama phones. Right. Um, whoops. Oh, my goodness. Ah, look, at we got a was, party spinner over here. <laughs> yeah. Um, more students living in emergency shelters, cars, motels on the street or in some other temporary housing situation than ever before. New federal data shows 
Uh, public schools identified more than 1.5 million children experiencing homelessness during the 2017-18 school year, an 11% increase wow. over the previous school year and the highest number ever recorded. I know my school, he, my school has, I believe, about 50 students in the homeless population. Oh and that's what's reported. That's what's oh reported. Gosh, and that's so crazy. Yeah. Um, but again, there's varying levels of homelessness. Right. So like, again, we didn't have a permanent address of our own. Right. Exactly. But we, have a lot we of had a roof over yeah, our head. We have a lot of students like that right now that are living with like other families. Yeah. Yeah. And like how you were talking about the apartments and it's, yeah, it's definitely changed. The neighborhood has, the dynamics have shifted a lot, which, yeah. However, and as we say this. The biggest increase appeared in the number of homeless students living in unsheltered situations, such as a car in parks and on the street, which more than doubled from 2016-17 to the 2017-18 school year by jumping 103%. Dang, that's crazy. Mm. How, How does that happen? Like... The number of homeless students staying in motels increased by 17%. And I'm I'm guessing that probably is including like the budget suites we right. have out here. Yeah, the extended stays. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and the number staying with other people temporarily increased by 9%. Meanwhile, the number of homeless students staying in emergency shelters or transitional housing decreased by 2%. Wow. Um, the number of, the record number of children and youth experiencing homelessness nationwide is alarming, says Barbara Duffield. I think that's her name. Executive Director of Schoolhouse Connection, which is spearheading a national campaign to improve education for homeless students, along with other advocacy groups like Civic and America's Promise Education Council and the Institute for Children, Poverty and Homelessness. Uh, Would you like to take a guess where the biggest jumps increased? God, California? Is that one of them? No, No. I'm shocked. Oh, man. Give one more go. Nevada. (laughs) Uh, Nope. Oh. Florida and Texas saw the biggest increase. No kidding. Oh, Florida. I'm shocked about that. Uh, number of students experiencing homelessness. Public schools in Texas identified 231,000 students <gasps> as homeless during the- 231,000? 20- yep. Compared to 111,000 during the 2016-17 school year. Florida public schools identified 95,000 students as homeless compared to 75,000 in the previous year. And now, how are they? How are they identifying? That's the other thing. Is like, so where is there? They just have better like census material. Like, I mean, how is how is that happening? Well, because I'm going to be real honest. When people, when people, even like to get an application for free and reduced lunch in mm-hmm. our school, is you have to really pull teeth and really? like, yeah, like, and I'm shocked about that because well, it's all online. Well, we had these white pamphlets. We used to have them yeah, yeah, they, yeah. So, and it's like, uh, when we actually lost our title on designation uh, because people were like, so no, they didn't want to, they weren't interested in filling them out. So it makes me wonder and ask the question of, then how are they identifying these people when it's like, I know like a lot of the people, it's like a pride thing too. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want people to know their business. Mm. And so how do they identify them? That's scary because then well, even with that many, you know, there's still ones that are out there. Yeah, that aren't, they're not identified at all. Mm-hmm. Um, Nevada, uh, sorry, New York, Nevada, Ohio, and Pennsylvania also saw significant increases yeah. in total. 16 states experienced growth in their homeless populations of 10% or more. So mm-hmm. we made the list. But no, I mean, all you, every <laughs> almost every bad met- metric we can appear on, apparently we're going to appear on. Yeah, I know, right? Jeez, you got to start turning it into positives. All right. But, um, yeah. Data was published by the National Center for Homeless Education, which is funded by the Department of Education. Uh, its researchers were quick to note that the reported figures represent an undercount. That's what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. As they include only those enrolled in public schools and failed to those uh, failed to capture those who fell into homelessness during the summer, those who dropped out of school, and younger children not in, enrolled in preschool programs. Yeah. So school age children that aren't going to school, they're not even attempting to identify. In this. Wow. And I'm a, we had a lot that just like all of a sudden they just fall off the radar, and you're like, where'd they go? That's so crazy. The uh, uh, depth of the undercount can be alarming. California performed an audit last year on the number of homeless students and found that the state's schools had undercounted the number of students mm. experiencing homelessness by at least 37%. Oh, my gosh. Um, as high as these numbers are, only, um, sorry, as high as these numbers are, our identification efforts still need work before they accurately reflect how many children and youth, including young children under the age of six, experience homelessness. 
uh, schools and communities need to know who is experiencing homelessness in order to help them succeed. And policymakers at all levels must prioritize um, prioritize action to support these in- invisible and often overlooked students. Hmm. So, show me the money. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, I mean, that's one thing. Even though we do have a pretty significant like homeless population out here, um, I mean, especially, my goodness, it's just so... When you get into those, like... Oh, God, central Las Vegas and even like, I mean, the east side and like north Las Vegas. It's it's pretty crazy. But I will say, even though we don't necessarily we're very underfunded, those schools always just seem to have a plethora of money like they do. They have a ton of money that Mm -hmm. they actually are able. And that's okay because they get to give back to these people. But at the same time, it always makes me then what about the middle of the road schools? Because that's one of my school. Mm-hmm. We are we are not Title One. We are not designated. But at the same time, we have a ton of families that could really use the assistance. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, I've got a, a couple of families that have been using my giving closet. Yeah. And um, on the regular, which is fine, and that's why it's there. But it's like, the, how? Uh, why are we not? Why are we not given the resources just because we don't have a, a magical number on the you know the sliding scale? I mean that's kind of crazy. Sure. But uh, I know like Title One Hope we we do some work with them. We're actually we we just uh, we're doing reading rally mm-hmm. and uh, like twenty five percent of that money is going to be going back to Title One Hope to we're going to donate to that because that's they're they're doing a very good job with providing the services. So that's that. What is it? The homeless outreach program. I want to say that's the yeah, acronym. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, like even like giving them the resources or finding them them like temporary shelter to stay in or, you know, working with like school bell to provide clothes. Well, you know, we had the we had the the um, director from Harbor Mm -hmm. on here and that's another resource you can go. Project 150. um, Lots of counselors are connected with that. If you have a Title One Hope coordinator, they get um, I know we did boxes for Thanksgiving and for Christmas. Oh, that's cool. uh, Like dinners. Yeah. Um, for families to take over. Um, so, yeah, there's there's resources and, uh, in, you know, direct people that need them to those. Yeah. But we, we you need more. Yeah. Um, I was talking to somebody um, at a, a rally I was at and they were talking about how they do, um, you know, they help the homeless feeding and things mm-hmm. like that. And they really opened my eyes because I didn't really never thought about that, and because I've never been in that situation. You know, where do where do these folks go to the restroom and right. how they get cleaned up and all this kind of Gosh, different it's stuff? Be so difficult. Because they're you know you're not welcome. You're not welcome in convenience stores. You're oh not yeah, in they'll boot them right out. They'll kick them right out. Mm-hmm. So you know how do they go to the restroom? Gosh. That's what. That's why you you know, I went to Rancho and Rancho over there on Foremaster. I don't know if you know that oh, yeah. area. Mm-hmm. Um, Big, big homeless population over there by the cemetery. And oh, they, yeah. They would, well, Hewittson was up. not too far from there. Yeah, because yeah. that's where our kids end, end, ended up going to Rancho. They head up, uh, they'd set up like uh, tents and stuff up along the, the cemetery and they, yep. they'd go to the restroom right there because they didn't have any other way, place to go. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, the smell and yeah, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Well, is, and that's like, that's what's happening in LA right now. And they're like having all kinds of problems with like disease coming back, like really crazy ones that are like. Very terrifying. So, mm-hmm. and it's like, because it's not, you know, it's it's not, you know, sanitary. Hey, you know why I'm not afraid of the coronavirus? Why? Because I only drink Modelo. Oh, wait, where's that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Right. Dude, listen, I'm telling you, my friend came back from Disneyland this past weekend and she got sick. And I was like, I, yeah. I was like, um, you stay away from me because you probably have the coronavirus. She's like, stop it. I was literally Googling symptoms. I went to <laughs> I went to the strip for the first time in ages. Holy. And, and I had put on my Facebook, I said, F the strip because I, yes. I was. I don't but you. when I got down there, I was like, "Oh, this is just this is just waiting for me to catch." Listen, some I'm telling you, because I'm scary. watching people cough, and I'm oh. like, ah. And they don't cover their nose. They're, they they cough and they will cough right in your face. They'll sneeze in your face. I'm like, I feel like I'm back in my classroom. My God, <laughs> freaking oh God, my child, my own child sneezed in my mouth the other day. I about died. I couldn't believe it. He was talking to me, and we were. It was really bad. Disowned. Yeah, I was like, dude, you just sneezed. get out. Yeah. I was like, for sure. Like, I was, I couldn't believe he did that. And I was like, dude, chicken wing. Do the right thing, chicken wing. You know, if you, you can't see me right now, because of course, the media type. But. She's, she's, dab- she's dabbing. <laughs> I'm dabbing right um, now, but, but yeah. <laughs> um, so what else? Uh, yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I have postponed my universal trip to 
before until the coronavirus has passed. 3,000 people stuck in a ship. I saw that. Crazy stuff. I know. My friend Mike that I used to work at when I worked at U.S. Bank, he actually uh, had a trip planned to go. He got stuck in Hong Kong right now (laughs) because he was going on it. He was going to go on a cruise and they canceled the cruise due to like coronavirus. So he got sent over to like Hong Kong and he stayed a couple nights and now he's like on his way home. But I'm like. No. This has nothing to do with education, but like you're a Disney fan. I'm a Disney fan. Yes. You know, Disney, uh, Hong Kong Disney's closed. I saw that. As is uh, Shanghai Disney. Well, they're smart to do that. Yeah. They I, wonder, get this I, under I wonder if Tokyo Disney's closed. I don't know. But, uh, How scary, though. Is it true that it came from a soup that had a bat boiled in it? Is that uh, true? I've been seeing pictures, but I don't know how Snopey that is or <laughs> Snopes, you know? The... Um, Oh, we gotta go. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> um, yeah. The uh, yeah, we're running out of time. Our our, our sound guy's gonna come be yeah. on the door shortly. And our, cla- our class is gonna go over. <laughs> um, no, we're not even. Oh, we're doing good, huh? Yeah, we we got. We actually we did a pretty good episode. Yeah. Good timing. Um, but uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, oh, I've been looking at study tours. I want to go to Germany. There's a all expense paid study tour for social studies and STEM teachers. That is cool. Um, it's by the uh, I. I Never say it right, and please, Lord, don't let them be listening to this and hear me mispronounce it. The Goethe, Goethe. I couldn't even tell you. Goethe Institute. Yeah, it's German. I don't know how to say it yet. I apologize if you're listening <laughs> and you consider this in my application. Uh, but uh, it's called the Transatlantic Outreach Program, mm-hmm. and it takes educators all across the country uh, two weeks, all expense paid, like super. Like apparently, I've been told because I have a, a coworker who went on it, mm-hmm. 2009. Put you up in really nice hotels. Are we gonna go? Are we gonna apply to that? Are we doing that this then? I applied for it. You did? You really? Yeah. Oh, cool. I had. What you? You don't ever tell me about anything, Miss Catch Twenty One. Miss, oh, I got this great inside tip <laughs> about football, and I'm gonna oh win a whole bunch of money. Listen, they're they're not to cut you off out your 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 abroad, but. Catch twenty one is there. They just they, I did email. see that they yeah yes, they're and they said they're looking contestants. for contestants. So you need to get down there and you need to get on there. Um, do it, do it. It's fun. It was a great time. And you I get to meet Carlton. I, I mean, I, oh my God! Don't call him Carlton. He'll like freaking. He'll like. Is it? It's bad. It's bad. Uh, yeah. He'll burn burn Satan into your eyeballs. <laughs> but yeah, but no, that's um, cool. Going back to your thing, that's what a neat thing. Transatlantic Outreach Program. Uh, they the applications close for the year, but it it go it gets posted like on October November. And it's only to Germany, or is it everywhere? No, it's just Germany because okay. it, it's basically trying to educate educators that there's more to Germany than World War One, World War Two, wow. and the Holocaust. Yeah, cool. Um, which is kind of cool. Okay. Um, the other thing I applied for is uh called the National Endowment for the humanities mm-hmm. and that one has programs all across the country oh, cool. in the states i applied for the one in las vegas uh, it's at boulder dam oh, nice. but they range from one week to four week uh seminars over the course of the summer uh-huh and you get like so the two-week one out here is twenty five hundred dollars stipend which is supposed to pay for your travel and your accommodations You're like i live so, here so it'll be really yeah, easy but to I, travel yes, accommodations I, yes, boulder city <laughs> for hoover dam so, you know, check those things out. And we'll do, we'll probably do an episode of that looking at more I think uh, that would be great. things to look at. So, anyways, cool. uh, special thanks CCA as always for allowing us to come here and yak and yak yes. and yak and yak. Uh, thank you, Friday. Oh, uh, thank check you, us Friday. out Facebook, TGJ Podcasts, Meaningful Mondays. They're so meaningful. Yes, they are meaningful. <laughs> uh, and our po- polls on Sundays. Check those out. Make sure you answer. Send us your emails. Let us know what you want to talk about here on the show. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Answer any questions you have. So until next time, uh, this is Jeremiah. And Kristen. And class is dismissed. Happy weekend.